there weren't a ton of legislative highlights from the end of the session here at the Capitol, but one major bill that got through both houses of the state legislature is legislation known as the Clean Slate Act, which effectively seals certain criminal records after an extended period of time, so New Yorkers with a past criminal conviction are able to move on with their lives. To explain the final version of the legislation, which has been kicking around Albany for years now, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Katie Schaefer, Director of Advocacy and Organizing at the Center for Community Alternatives, which works on issues of mass incarceration, criminalization, and community disinvestment. Welcome back to the show, Katie, and congrats on getting this bill through the Capitol. Thanks so much, Dave. So what types of convictions are covered by this legislation, and when would they be sealed if this bill becomes law? So as you know and mentioned at the top, there are millions of New Yorkers who have old conviction records. These are folks who have done their time and years and even decades after completing their sentences continue to face obstacles to jobs, to housing, to education. And the Clean Slate Act would seal those old records and thereby allow people to access those basic life essentials and to support themselves and their families. Everybody is eligible for Clean Slate after three years for misdemeanors and eight years for felony convictions. Those waiting periods start after somebody has served any jail or prison time. People need to be off of parole or probation and can't have incurred any new charges or convictions. There are two exceptions to that. One is people who have sex offense convictions, and the other is people who have Class A felony convictions, excluding Class A drug charges. So I remember in past years that there was discussion about excluding uh, sex offenses from the clean slate eligible crimes, but the Class A offenses, was that a new dynamic in the debate over this legislation this year? Yes, it was. And it was at the insistence of the governor during three-way negotiations. So that change to the law came through the three-way agreement to pass and sign Clean Slate. And the amended version of that bill went in Monday night, the last week of the legislative session. And in terms of the scope of this legislation, if it becomes law, does limiting class A offenses dramatically reduce the scope of this, or will it still be able to have an impact across the state? In terms of numbers of people, it's it's quite it's quite small, somewhere in the couple of thousands range. So as a sort of total percentage, it's really, really small out of the millions of people who will benefit from clean slate. That being said, we're committed to ending perpetual punishment for all people. And so consider this carve out both in violation of that and also, frankly, gratuitous and unjustified that anybody who would be eligible for a clean slate has served their time, is already home in the community, is trying to support themselves and their families, and there is no benefit to anybody in barring them from from doing so. So we opposed that change to the legislation, even though millions of people will still benefit from the bill. Well, another part of this bill that has changed over the years in which it's been debated in Albany is this idea of moving from expunging records to sealing 
records with sealing records being what was in the final version. Is there a dramatic difference in terms of the impact on affected individuals or groups that might want to have access to these records from going from expunging to sealing? So there is, there's certainly a difference, I think, in terms of people's daily lives and what our members and what other impacted leaders have been most focused on is jobs and housing. And that is what sealing does, that it seals records for those kinds of civil purposes. Expungement would more comprehensively eliminate the record in the past version of the Clean Slate Act. Sealed records are still accessible to criminal legal system actors, so judges, prosecutors, law enforcement, that those records are still accessible. But it means that people can still do what matters most, can access jobs and housing. And that was sort of where we were primarily focused. And in terms of sealed records and access to them, moving forward outside of, say, law enforcement or state agencies, what private or quasi-private entities might be able to access these records moving forward? So there are a couple of places where there will be access to sealed records. If people are applying to be police or peace officers, If people are working with vulnerable populations, children, people with disabilities, elders, to the state education department for certain kind of licenses, there are specific exceptions to sealing where those records will still be accessible. And do you think there is a reason for these records to be accessible in certain situations? Or or would you argue that if someone has paid their debt to society, there's no good reason for anyone to know what they may have done in the past. We supported the initial version of the Clean Slate Act, which included comprehensive expungement and did not have these ceiling exceptions. And we continue to believe that is sort of ultimately the right thing to do. But in the meantime, this will give people real opportunities to get jobs and to get housing and not to have the kinds of lifelong barriers that people experience right now. Well, moving forward, assuming this version of the bill is signed into law by Governor Hochul, how will you assess whether it's working? How will you assess whether it's successful? We're going to sort of be able to see that both in the numbers and in the individual stories. Right now, we hear from probably close to hundreds of people every week about the barriers they have faced to jobs, to housing, uh, applying for dozens of dozens of jobs or getting a job, getting a promotion, and then being summarily fired from that job once their record comes up. Some of where we will see that success is in individual human people's lives and their ability to access employment and housing. We'll also be able to see it in the numbers. There has been research and data done on the economic benefits, both individually and to the state as a whole, of allowing people to access employment. There has been some very important research out of Michigan following the passage of a clean slate bill there about increases in employment, in earnings, and uh, decrease in recidivism. So there will also be quantitative as well as qualitative 
results that come out of the implementation of the bill. When you think about the implementation of this bill, if it is to become law, is there anything that needs to be done to ensure that it is successful and that the objectives are realized? So all legislation requires effective implementation, and the Clean Slate Act is no different. The Office of Court Administration and the Department of Criminal Justice Services will need to set up their system so that they can be sealing people's records once people become eligible. There is data infrastructure and communication between local and state agencies that needs to happen in order for that to happen. So there's clearly important work to do around implementation to make sure that people's records are sealed under the law. And so we'll be working on that. And if someone has already paid their debt to society, let's say it's eight plus years have already gone by at this point, will their record automatically be sealed when this law takes effect and it's up and running? Or will the eight-year clock start for them once the effective date of the law comes around? So once the law is implemented, um, the record will be eligible for for sealing. There is going to be a delay period. There is a one-year effective date, and then there is a longer implementation period All of that will take slightly longer, but they won't need to restart the waiting period. And are you anticipating some amount of recidivism among people who are going to have their records sealed as part of this? And is that a bug of this law or is that just a reality of life and that the recidivism that happens is something that would have happened anyway. And when we think about the bigger picture, this is still a net positive. So the research out of Michigan is that following the sealing of people's records, that they were less likely than members of the general public to be convicted of a new crime. So there was a really dramatic decrease in recidivism rates and that it was no, that people were less likely to be convicted of a new crime. And that makes, I think, intuitive sense to people that if you have access to a job and to safe and stable housing, that supports people doing well in the world and decreases the likelihood that they'll become re-entangled in the criminal legal system. So that is the sort of outcome we expect to be here as well. And are you anticipating employers or potential landlords to try to circumvent this legislation in various ways, like by conducting a background search on the internet and maybe finding news articles about past criminal arrests that would have otherwise been sealed? We certainly hope not. And we have seen really important support for the Clean Slate Act from some of New York's largest employers. And we think there's really both This is sort of already happening and will continue to do so, a recognition of the importance of both expanding the talent pool uh, and the really valuable employees that businesses would otherwise miss out on. We are seeing that happen and we think it will continue to happen and that Clean Slate will be a sort of moment for that kind of public education and for employers and and landlords to not just sort of have the law happen around them, um, uh, but to really be committed to the success of it. And finally, are you on high alert with regards to this bill until it is actually signed into law? 
by the governor, for example, are you anticipating that Governor Hochul might try to negotiate additional changes to the bill in the form of chapter amendments? Or are you seeing just clear skies ahead and it's autopilot for Katie Schaefer? Um, we have every reason to believe the governor will sign Clean Slate into law. Um, she reached a three-way agreement with the Senate and the Assembly on the version of the bill that was passed, and that as labor unions and businesses and other supporters have reached out to her office to urge her to sign the bill without delay, her office has responded that they will be signing the legislation and not to and not to worry. Um, so we don't believe there to be any issue. We do hope the the bill is signed into law expeditiously uh, rather than any delay. Otherwise, we think it should go smoothly. Well, we've been speaking with Katie Schaefer. They're the Director of Advocacy and Organizing at the Center for Community Alternatives. Katie, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks, Dave. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information. Join us again for Capitol Press Room, a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.